Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. Meteor ship. Some folks have a strange idea entertaining. They're dead, but they're coming right for us. You're gonna need a bigger boat. gentlemen welcome to the second episode of the spooky picture show i am one of your four co-hosts my name is michael felsher from detroit michigan and this is chris mcgibbon from lakeville massachusetts which you've probably never heard of but that's cool no one else here has either uh, it's peter bracky and i'm in sunny los angeles you probably heard of that right <laughs> and i'm kevin ellis from gaffney south carolina home of two serial killers <laughs> what, a, what a proud yes. that's such a proud distinction i love yeah. that that's just a, kevin you sounded you sounded a, a little yeah, too happy about that is that on the official flag kevin no yeah. not at all damn <laughs> no nor nor should it be i hope one of those serial killers is not you right no yes. no. <laughs> no not at all well you're not the gaffney strangler mm. no no he's he's dead and gone long long time ago <laughs> <laughs> or so they say think. right aren't they always yeah. dead and gone hey at least we're on mm-hmm. kevy's yes. good side so like if anything we might be yeah, questioned true. as accomplices but that's about it yeah that's true but so anyway we're here actually for our second episode and yeah. uh as kind of a brief recap looking back I, the the reaction to the first episode was i thought very very good uh, me too yeah yeah that's great yeah yeah yeah, really yeah we uh we, we really appreciate the feedback we got um we were we were happy and delighted in what we heard and uh one of the greatest things that i got was that somebody got emotional listening to our show because it reminded them of when they worked at a video store and it made them think of their days of that they miss dearly and i was like well, we didn't mean to make you cry, but <laughs> but hey, I mean, as long as it was a good cry, I guess it's okay. It's healthy, right? Well, we that episode was a wash with a lot of uh, uh, memories of uh, uh, movie going uh, formats past. So it was, you know, I can understand how that might have triggered some some memories with people. Yeah. yeah. But this episode, but this episode is going to focus a little bit on that. But we're actually focusing this particular uh, uh, next uh, hour or 90 minutes or so on posters and video covers that either totally lie to us <laughs> about the movies that they were advertising or so grossly misrepresented them that we ended up getting you know a movie that was actually good but we couldn't see it as good because they lied so crazily on the packaging in one form or another about what we were going to get. And so there's and there's a lot of different subcategories uh, contained within. Yeah. So if, if so if it's all right with everyone, I'd like to kick off with my first choice. Sure. Uh, and t- talk about why. And I have a feeling this is one that you guys will be able to chime in on as well because I consider it, quite frankly, it it was my first. It's the first one that pops to mind when I think of this topic. Back in 1983. Uh, a company called Motion Picture Marketing, who had been on, would do the movie Savage Streets and had released Lucille Fulci's The Gates of Hell, a.k.a. City of the Living Dead here in the United States, 
decided to bring out a film called Revenge of the Dead, mm-hmm. which was actually a retitled film called Zeter from director Pubi Avati, which is technically about zombies or the living dead. It's actually more akin to an H.P. Lovecraft story where there's a journalist investigating the scientist who apparently had a way of bringing people back from the dead. But if you looked at the poster for this fucking thing, <laughs> it has a zombie crawling out of a sidewalk, bursting out of a sidewalk in like a downtown area, and then there's zombie hands clawing their ways out of, you know, sewer grates and shit. It looks like this is about to be the greatest goddamn Italian zo- zombie movie you've ever seen in your life. Nothing uh. like that <laughs> happens in this movie. Not one fucking thing in this movie happens like that. It bears no resemblance like a Gates of Hell sequel or anything like that. It's actually a very slow kind of meditative sci-fi horror film, which is actually quite good. But the problem is, you know, renting this tape, I'm like, this isn't, where's, what the hell is this? I mean, I, I wasn't prepped properly for that movie at all. And so for years, myself and thousands of other fans totally wrote this movie off because it, it did it failed to deliver on the most misleading poster of all time it's the biggest lie i think that's ever <laughs> been perpetrated upon the horror movie going public yeah kevin you want to chime in on that one because i know you had a story about that tape uh it got me twice because when i first rented it i couldn't believe that was the movie that I watched. <laughs> I was sure the tape was switched or something. So like a couple <laughs> a couple of weeks later I said, I'm gonna give it another try. And I rented it again. Fuck. <laughs> wait, wait, you rented the same movie from the same video store? The same copy? It's the same to <laughs> I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't stupid. You were fucking lied to, yeah, yeah. Kevin. You were hopeful is what you were. Yeah, you were giving them much more credit than they deserved. I actually applaud your your willingness to go, no, 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 I'm sure they screwed up. I, I mean, it's been so long, I hardly remember. I remember something about a, a typewriter. Is that, is it, I mean, is that yeah. the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy's gifted a typewriter by his wife for his birthday. It's a used typewriter, and he finds on the, on the, the ink reel uh, information about yeah. these. Uh, places called K-Zones, where the dead are put and they come back to life when they're put there. Um, and the scientist, like uh, Felscher was saying, had found these K-Zones and was experimenting with the dead and putting them there. And what's even funnier is the back of the VHS box doesn't lie about what the movie's about. It, it tells you no. that, that that is the like basic plot description of the film, if you look at the back of the box. Um, and even the picture on the back is a girl laying down on the ground with like this ominous... Uh, backlit sort of like wooden door that looks like she's in a graveyard somewhere. So like everything about it suggests, okay, this is a zombie movie that you're going to get, you know, flesh eating Romero, Fulci, ask zombies, and they're going to be attacking people up from these K zones and yada, yada, yada. And what you end up getting is what Felscher said, kind of a slow burn yeah. sort of like, like um, metaphorical zombie film, if you will, where right. like yeah. there are zombies in it, but there's like <laughs> three of them. And one of them right. is on a video. I think he's in a coffin or in a room somewhere, but he just laughs on this, like on this, um, on this TV that the guy sees in one of the K zones. Like he wakes up and starts laughing like Donald duck, which was really weird. <laughs> um, and then like, I think his girlfriend dies or something like that. And he brings her to the K zone and she eventually comes back 
and then you hear him screaming and then it cuts like to the credits and i'm like so was that the start supposed to be the start of the movie like was that is there a sequel where we're gonna get the movie that was on the poster because like <laughs> this feels like i did it felt like the biggest ripoff i actually wrote an article in high school as like a you know one of those uh, high school projects of the top 10 worst zombie movies ever made and that was number one because i was so pissed about how the cover lied yeah it's just like this movie's fucking terrible and it doesn't matter that they they correctly described it on the back of the cover i never got that <laughs> no. far i saw that cover and went and now i'm sold i mean it's right. the best it's one of the best covers there ever was it is yeah. and as a matter of fact with a little trivia that painting that actual painting of the zombie coming up out of the sugar went up for sale on ebay <laughs> some time ago and i almost bought it but i was still so angry about that thing that it's just like I can't look at I'm gonna look at this thing every day when I get up and go to a fucking piece lying ass motherfucker so it's just like no I'm not gonna do that to myself so that yeah that one was my first that I can remember the first example of man they're not even pretending that this is this this, they just this is the biggest flat out fucking lie of all time really was Peter do you have one that you can recall I do. So I picked for my first choice because I felt like this poster, not only does it deceive and lie to you visually, but also with the actual tagline, which is a movie called Screamers. You guys remember this movie? Oh, oh God, yes. yes. They'll t- you'll see a man and turned inside yes, out. You will actually oh. see a man turned I remember because as kids, like, you, there was no internet. And even I think most of these movies even have television advertising, really. It was like a radio mm-hmm. spot. So all you had to go by was the poster or that image. So like... It was always about like some big scene you were going to see. Like I remember the Beast Within, like talked about the transformation scene. At least that delivered. Um, yes. So we watched the whole fucking movie. There's no scene like that at all. I think that hired Rick Baker just to run around, right? And like I think he, uh, some sort of costume he chases like a woman in lingerie, and that's it. That, that's all. That they, they added to some other movie. So it's like a total. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll probably be my top choice because it just. I mean, that's like a planet law. It's not even like deceptive, you know, artwork. That's like. I'm sorry they weren't. Yeah, I mean, that's, and then, and because they, 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 it was actually a retitled re edit of a movie called Island of the Fishmen that Sergio Martino did. And they wanted to do this advertising campaign and they realized, well, people are going to be really pissed. But they shot some footage for the trailer, for a trailer of the movie that Mm -hmm. showed people turning inside out, but that footage didn't even make its way into the movie. (laughs) I mean, the poster was okay by itself. It kind of looks like. Is it like someone without skin or something? But yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. But nothing. There's nothing like yeah. that in that movie at all. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a flat out. They like you said, they shot the scene for the trailer, and it, they didn't even have the decency to edit it into the mm-hmm. movie somewhere to be like, well, we we yes. spent money on this scene for a trailer. Let's at least drop the scene in the movie so you know we're kind of forgive delivering on the promise, you know, mm-hmm. but. Or stick it as a post-credit sequence uh, scene now. Something, week, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> like a like, oh my, yeah, P- yeah. P.S. Here's the shit we promised you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're liars. Full of Very shit. Disappointed as a kid. Yeah, there was a lot of those. Um, well, I'll I'll go next. Um, so, you know, I'm as we talked about last episode. You know, we didn't have the luxury of the internet to go out and ask people. Um, what they thought of a movie before we rented it, we tr- or bought it. We trusted the uh, the you know the the, the opinions of our, our video store uh, clerks behind the counter. Um, and you know when you went to a place like Sam Goody or Suncoast, you had teenagers working there who didn't know 
shit about shit, right? I mean, you know, they knew about the stuff they liked, but, you know, anything else was kind of off limits to them. And um, I remember very distinctly when I was a kid going to um, the mall with my brother and my aunt for his birthday, and one of the sort of general rule of thumb things that my aunt did with us when we were kids is um, even though it was my brother's birthday, I could get something. Like when I went to the store with her, like I could go and buy a movie, but like really it was about him. But just so like I didn't feel like, you know, I was being left out, I could buy something. So I was like, okay. So I picked up this movie called Zombie Lake <laughs> with this um, cover with these grotesque zombies on the cover and on the back from a company called Eddie Video or TZ Video. Uh, I, I think it has both on the lab on, on the actual t- tape itself, and I was expecting this sort of like epic zombie bloodbath type of a movie. And again, back of the box tells you what the movie's about. It's it's it doesn't lie about the plot of the film. It definitely describes it accurately. But none of those zombies are in the movie. They're from a movie called Fear No Evil, which I found out much much <laughs> later watching the Fear No Evil DVD. And clicking on the still gallery, and then I saw one of the pictures of the two zombies that are plastered in the front of the cover. Go, wait a minute! This is that movie that they stole those pictures from. It was like, like uh, this fifteen-year mystery just got solved in the matter of three seconds, and I wasn't even looking for it because I always was trying to figure out, well, if they're not in this movie, what zombies were this movie? Where, where, did they come from? Where, where, where did these? What movie were these zombies in? And Zombie Lake is is a is a French production that has. One of the most sordid histories, probably in Euroscene's production history, where the first director was on board, then quit before production started. They hired another director who read the script on his way to the shooting location. He hadn't even read the script yet when he agreed to do the film. So he read the script and discovered he hated it. So did everything half-assed, did everything quickly. The zombies are painted green, and the makeup is literally coming off of their faces in several scenes where, like, you can't make it up. And there's so much nudity, it's so poorly shot, it's quick. It's just like, watching this movie as a kid, like, this is not the movie that's on the box. What the hell happened? Um, You know, and then, of course, you figure out that I basically got rung over the coals. But, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. So that's my that's one of my picks. Well, I missed that one. A lot of those. That was also a Wizard Video release. That was the same. If it was, I always learned that those big box ones, oh, yeah. most of those lied. Well, the bigger the box, the bigger the lie. I will say, in the defense of Zombie Lake, the artwork is awesome in the Wizard Video box, but at least it depicts a green zombie with a Nazi helmet, and on the back of the that's box, true. it is pictures from that movie. Right. Now, Wizard Video yeah. had other instances like Monster Hunter where they blatantly lied about what the movie was, putting zombies in the front of the cover and there's no zombies in that movie, and then putting right. pictures from other movies on the back. So I was that mm. one is more to me like, yeah, this was a, a lie. But Zombie Lake, it, like, if anything, they overemphasized what the movie was to the point where they made it seem look, it looked a lot better than it was. I wouldn't count that one as, like, a lie, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I'm defending Charlie Band. This is the only time you're ever going to hear. Well, he's going to come up in yeah. one of my selections, so be ready for that. <laughs> All right. Kevin, what what do you got? Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Piranha on this one. Only oh, because <laughs> Chris likes this. <laughs> because I'm a huge Jaws. Jaws is my favorite movie of all time. And at the video store, when you, when you look at the Piranha VHS cover, I mean, it, it's a play on, on the Jaws VHS cover. The, you know, you got the big shark coming up, but on this one you have a big piranha. But looks like it's about to eat this lady. 
So I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> so, yeah. So you take it home and then you watch the whole thing and it's just, there's no big fish eating anybody. It's just <laughs> little fish. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I love so, the movie and everything, but it, it's, yes. I was expecting big fish eating fucker, you know? The, the piranha have been enlarged to show detail, yeah. not actual size right. of piranha. Yeah. That box objects in re- objects yes. uncover are larger than they appear. Yeah, yeah that one. Uh, that. Now that is bullshit. This I can yeah. see where that would be annoying because if you're, especially because your mind starts going, "Oh man, how's that thing gonna look?" You know, mm-hmm. and then you get home, it's like, "Oh, little fish." Yeah. Well, know? Kevin, were you familiar with what, with what piranha were before that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I figured it was, okay. you know, a bigger version yeah. for the movie. Mutant piranhas. But like pir- mutant uh, fish or something. Yeah, yeah Piranha Two. Yeah. Piranha Two was correct on their cover. There was flying fucking fish on the cover. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It was a shitty movie, yeah, but there were flying it. fish yeah. in there. Yeah, that one was honest. Go figure. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. the best movie about flying fish I ever saw. <laughs> How many are there? I don't know. That's, that's not a huge. Ju- that's not a huge subgenre, is it? One. Yeah, I mean, a, a now I feel now I feel like it should be a bigger subgenre if we kind of need more flying fi- killer fish movies. We should, yeah, we really we should. Because one of the things that annoys me about movies that take place in the water with fish or sharks get out of the water, problem mm. solved. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So like, they never really were like terrifying to me because I'm like, just get out of the water and you're good. Like in you know, but Piranha too, if they were flying out of the water. Well, Sharknado yeah. solved that oh, problem. True. Yeah. Ain't okay. no place shark safe from a shark in that shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's one who didn't lie right there. You, right, that's, exactly. That's what yeah, you yeah. Get. And then there's Blood that's Beach, exactly. where even if you don't go in the water, you're in trouble. Yeah, the yeah. beach is going to get you. All right, yeah. so I guess let me choose what my next one will be. And uh, the, you file this one under... This is not really a misleading cover, as it is... I file this under Lazy Effort. Like, just really bad, poor, crappy, bare minimum effort. And uh, my choice for that is the original VHS for Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. <laughs> which, through, through my way of thinking, is the laziest cover art I've ever seen in my life. Because, obviously, by this point, Jason and the hockey mask was iconic. And, uh, you know, it started with Part 3. And then in Part 4, the key art for that was classic. Yeah, the the... the it's just basically a shot of the mask lying there, blood pool underneath it with a little stiletto or something through the eye. Friday the 13th, the final That's chapter. Great awesome. piece of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that till, that was really mm-hmm. was eye-catching. It was cool. It kind of had a little, little bit of class to it. It was really nice. It was beautifully shot. It was really just a, a really nice, solid piece of art. Friday 5 comes <laughs> along, and all I can, all I can assume is because there was some key art for that movie. The poster art, the original poster was nothing but text. And then there was another piece of key art that had Tommy Jarvis standing there with like a scythe and the mask behind him, which was really cool. But those didn't get much play because unfortunately the VHS is is the lamest damn thing. It's basically all it is is a kid's peewee hockey mask, <laughs> which doesn't look anything like Jason's mask at all. It looks like someone just went to a, a sporting goods store and grabbed something, threw a big threw a red light bulb behind it with some red light. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's literally the cheapest looking fucking thing in the world. And all I ever can imagine is like Paramount Video circa late 1985. They're sitting there in the offices going, all right, what do we got this year? What we got this year? 
Well, we got uh, Joe Dante's Explorers movie. Oh, yeah, the key off for that movie was great. We'll just keep that. Uh, well, we got uh, Harrison Ford's Witness. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we keep the key off for that. We got an Oscar campaign and everything. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 5, what do we got for that? Uh, we ain't got shit. Uh, here's uh, my kid's pee-wee hockey mask and a red light bulb. Go shoot something in the bathroom and then come back with it. It's just like, ah. Uh, and what really pisses me off about it is that after that, Part 6, Part 7, and Part 8 all had terrific poster yep. art and key art. I mean, really, really well done and very evocative, mm -hmm. and they were used for both campaigns. And then, unfortunately, this is where nostalgia comes in and just decides to be a bitch. People started remembering that VHS of Part 5 and loving it. <laughs> so much so that they actually did a mask for one of the Jason Part 5 figures that's an imitation of that VHS mask. Yep. And part of me is just like, just because it's old and you grew up with it doesn't mean it's good. That sucked then and it sucks now. <laughs> It was, it was a lazy, shitty effort that misrepresented the very fun movie within, but it was basically Paramount just saying, we give less than a fuck about well, Friday the 13th. And it's weird. Like, why did they spend the money to make new key art just for part five? I never understood. Oh, they didn't spend any money. There's no well, way they spent money to do that. <laughs> There's no, if more than a dollar five was spent to do that, then they wasted a lot of money because it's the cheapest looking thing they were in the world. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was... It's just lazy and disrespectful, and I, I, I truly despise but, um, it. They even made that lamp. That's what I was the, about. The, to, the, that's the, what the, I was about the, to say. That what? Yeah. And I owned that lamp for a while until it kept reminding me of the VHS art, and I ditched the fucking thing. Yeah. Now that lamp's worth about fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. Right. You know. Yeah. I remember that lamp. I didn't have one, but I remember seeing it because there was a period where eBay was fairly new. And you could get mm -hmm. anything for nothing. I mean, you, that lamp right. popped up now and again for like 25 bucks. I bought a brand new, never used Demons 2 Imperial 3D, the, the, the 3D... The inflatable thing? It wasn't inflatable. It was a box. And it had a demon coming oh, out okay. of the TV. It was plastic. It was a oh, plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The oils that, that molded plastic. Yeah, it was thing, a vacuum yeah. form mold. I paid like 25 bucks for it. That thing's $900 right now. The last one sold for 900 bucks. <laughs> And my yeah. stupid ass took it apart and glued the demon to my wall, and then I moved out of that house and <laughs> left it there for someone to find because I painted oh, it to yeah. match the wall, so it looked like the demon was coming out of the wall, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" But uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah. But yeah, we we were dumb back then. We did shit with stuff. <laughs> we did. Digression. You know, we actually we we kind of reconformed. It's like, oh, I want to do something with this, and I, I want to like the rest of this piece. <laughs> right, right. Tear that off and. And then your future self is going, no! <laughs> it's like a it's a Christmas Carol of a horror movie nightmare. You're just watching yourself make these mistakes, <laughs> trying to stop it. But you're like, no, don't do it. Oh, here's that vintage uh, Reanimator Vestron video poster. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. So anyway. What about you, Peter? Well, you got another one? Well, yeah. Well, first, quick digression, though, since you brought up Friday the 13th. Um, I never understood the part three poster. Like, I know technically there is a shower scene, but that poster, yeah. like, he's stabbing through, like, it's a summer camp slasher. I just didn't understand why they did that psycho ripoff uh, did, shower Did you poster. notice? It just doesn't. And um, he's got hair on that poster, too. A full head of hair. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, well, that was also, I mean, I, I'll let them have that because that's where they introduced the mask. Yeah, so it mm. wasn't a selling point at that point. Yeah. But yeah, that's also kind of a weird thing. And, yeah, and of course, the knife is in, it's like, hey, the knife's in 3D. Yeah. You know what's really cool about that poster, though, about that image? What? It makes a fantastic shower curtain. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet, I bet yeah. it totally does. Someone on Facebook 
posted a picture like it was a selfie in their bathroom and i saw that i was like where did you get that <laughs> yeah i don't have the ability to hang a shower curtain but the day that i do because mm. we have glass doors i'm buying that and that's gonna be my shower curtain no <laughs> questions asked you're going to accidentally have an accident and your glass doors are damaged. Right. I guess we need a shower curtain Yeah, now. yeah, right. But anyway, Peter, what yeah, was so your, your one? My actual choice. So uh, when, I, when I was a kid, I just remember, I always felt maybe it was just wrong, but that if there was something on the poster, that was going to be a scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had an expectation that it's, I don't know. So uh, it, I don't know, maybe a debatable choice, but there's a movie I picked called Eyes of a Stranger. Have you ever seen Oh, that? yeah. Jennifer uh, yes, yes. 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 It's yes. a good movie. Um, the poster's like really cool. It's like a woman dead standing upright in a phone booth, and there's like all these flowers, and like the tagline is like something with a you know phone. Your other line is dead, so I don't. I just thought it was gonna be like a when a stranger calls thing where he's calling people, and there'd be someone dead, and there's flowers, and like none of those elements are really in the movie. So it just felt like it was. I like the movie; it's pretty good, but it's just weird when they pick iconography for a poster. And make such a big deal out of it. None of those elements are really actually in the movie. So mm-hmm. I didn't really feel ripped off, but I kind of did. I just expected something more and different from that poster. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think for me, when a poster sort of, because the only example I can think of that sort of did that was the, any artwork for children shouldn't play with dead things mm-hmm. because that movie, mm-hmm. it's, it is a zombie movie, but and if you look at the posters, anything for that movie makes it look like it's a zombie movie the entire time. And mm-hmm. it's an hour and 30 minutes mm-hmm. and 20 minutes of it is a zombie movie. The rest of it is these, these kind of somewhat aggravating people, very poorly dressed from the seventies running around an old house and playing tricks on each other before the, eventually the zombies show up. But any, like VHS art, you know, you look at that movie. There's one in particular from the 80s. Uh, I think Vid America put it out where it shows a bloody picture of one of the characters being eaten. And you're like, right. that, yeah, that's, that's not... in the movie. It's not yeah. like it's yeah. not there, but like this looks like a gore fest from beginning to end with that image. So I, I get where you're coming from. The movie, I still liked it. I still like it. But, you know, when you're when you're six years old watching a movie that you're expecting zombies at some point mm-hmm. and you're an hour in and they still haven't shown up you're just flashbacks of revenge of the dead start coming in you know right oh god yeah you get nervous you gotta get then... through the fake zombies totally. at first then after that you're like right. oh shit right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah it's too like, like eyes of a stranger at school it's about a newscaster and her sister is blind and deaf and like you and there's some really cool scenes like you think they would use that imagery and sell that you know, right? Because like that would tell me more about what I'm gonna expect. So it's just it's just kind of weird. So I yeah, I, I agree. I think Eyes of a Stranger is a very underrated slasher, mm-hmm. and it's currently available from Screen Factory on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> Doesn't it feature? Uh, it has extras. some wonderful special yeah. features on it from Red Shirt Pictures, mm-hmm. which is a dynamite company that does a lot of those types of things, <laughs> and you should really check them out and. Learn some more about them if you haven't. If only we knew how to get a hold of the person who runs that company. We could talk Mm. to them about their company someday. I don't know, but maybe someday in the future we can do something like that. (laughs) Anywho. Okay. Um, Going back to what um, Michael was saying about the Friday the 13th Part 5 poster, I'm going to bring up Halloween 4 poster. (laughs) 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 Pretty much the same thing. They give you the great, the great mask from the first movie, but when you watch the movie, it's a cheap dime store ripoff. <laughs> One of the worst masks ever. Yeah. yeah. I still have to wonder what how that mask happened. 
Yeah, because it's just like I understand if you don't get it exactly right, but they weren't even close. No, well, part it, five, they, same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, part yeah, part five had actually part five and part four made so close together they just used the same image of the mask on this poster. Mm-hmm. I think it's even the same profile, like it's still the same side. Yeah. It's not I think even. They, they might have flipped yeah. it or something. Yeah, I don't, remember I, what I they don't did, think they but did. But then, like, part five, the mask had too much detail. It was like, now you had one that didn't have enough, and now you've got one that's got too much and has a bigger neck for some reason. Well, and there's a couple of shots in the movie where they used a completely wrong mask that was pink with, like, blonde hair. Blonde yeah. hair so that was part four. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, part four. It's like, what the hell? Did, who on the set went, yeah, that's Michael Myers. Well, that was, the, that, was the Kirk, that was the Kirk mask that they had on set. Right. And they couldn't remember what it looked like. I'm like, wait a minute. The story is that they couldn't remember what it looked like, so they just ran with it. And I'm like, you couldn't remember what the mask looked like? That it wasn't pink with what? blonde hair? <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> the blonde hair alone should like, give it away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that alone. I mean, that's just, just like... And, and what's really funny is, if you go online, there's uh, Sean Clark does the, uh, a little video with Tommy yeah, Lee Wallace who designed... The original shape. Now, they took one of the more recent Don Post redos of the Kirk mask from the original mold. Mm-hmm. And on camera, over the course of 30 minutes, Tommy Lee Wallace, with a pair of scissors and a little bit of spray paint white and a couple little things, turns that mask using the same procedure that they followed on the first Halloween into a Michael Myers mask. And it looks stunningly dead on. <laughs> yeah. By the time they're done. And they did this for nothing over the course of like an hour. And they just like chip, 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 just spray this, tease out the hair a little bit, take off the sideburns, voila, yep. mask. Right. Why couldn't they do that on part four? I don't know. I don't and know. And did you ever also notice on the part four poster they use Laurie Strode's, or the, um, uh, it, it, Lindsay Wallace house. Yeah. Which yeah. is not in, yeah. Yeah, the image yeah. of Michael yeah. Myers crossing the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It's just, and But Kevin's right, because you. I remember going to see Halloween 4 yeah. being like, well, that, that mask is just <laughs> shitty. <laughs> it's not, and it's not even fucking close. And also, ironically, on the poster for Part 5, they put uh, Daniel Harris in the clown costume that yeah. she doesn't wear in Part 5. She wears. She never wears it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Both movie posters fucking just outright mm-hmm. lied. Yeah. Well, can you imagine if they actually put the masks that were in the movies on the oh. posters and people would never have gone oh. to these damn things? No. It's like, oh, God, is that what it's going to look like? Pass. Maybe they, maybe, if... they, maybe they felt like people were so burned by Halloween 3 that they had to, like... Yeah. They had, they had to, to show, no, Michael Myers is yeah, in this. <laughs> he's, he's, in, he's, in, he's like, it's the, and it's, that's why it's called The Return of Michael right, Myers. Right. And, no, seriously, we're not kidding, yeah, folks. That, the tagline is, Michael Myers is back. Really? No, we're not kidding. We're serious. He's back. I mean, yeah. Forget part three he, happened, he, please. I mean, it would have been <laughs> much better if he just kept the bandages on. That would have been much cooler to me. I wonder if yeah. on the part five poster, if they put her in the clown suit on purpose to deceive people to think that she was evil. Cause remember the end she's in her clown yeah. costume. And, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Cause you know, that movie has such a straight literate, uh, com- <laughs> compelling screenplay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, this is coming from someone who loves part five. I absolutely adore part five, but that movie makes no sense <laughs> at all. And so it's just like, I think on the poster, they're just like, just put whatever we think will get people into the seats, and that's all we can hope for with this. Let's put the man in black on there. Yeah. So who's? Yeah, yeah. So I, that's a good choice, Kevin. Yeah. I agree because that's mm-hmm. and that's one of those ones where it's like great poster. Why couldn't the movie do as good as the poster? <laughs> right, right. But the movie is still good. So who's? Yeah. No, it's a. Tri- that's the thing. Halloween Four is terrific. So it's, you know, you didn't walk out of that movie feeling like you got ripped off, but you were just kind of like, yikes. Yeah. 
<laughs> could, you, could you not make a better mask than that? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's next? I'll go next. I'll go next because uh, I got All one right. that's more recent. Well, not re- recent in the last like twenty years. Um, but so the DVD covers not just one. There's mm-hmm. two of them for the movie Trick or Treat mm-hmm. oh, from 1986. God. So, not <laughs> I have a feeling Kevin's going to have something to say about these. So, <laughs> I hadn't heard of this movie before it came out because I worked at Strawberries, as we talked about uh, on the last episode. And we had gotten this DVD in for this movie called Trick or Treat that has Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne plastered on the front of the cover. Like these two are dead center, the biggest thing on the cover. I looked at it and thought, this is a cheap shot on video movie. I'm not interested because, like, they're not actors. They're not going to go and be in a movie that has any kind of a budget. So this was probably like some friend of their kids who needed a favor and they popped in the movie <laughs> and, you know, whatever. So I, I, I dismissed it completely until a friend of mine told me, no, listen, it's not that movie at all. You need to watch this movie. You're going to like it. It's definitely up your alley, yada, yada, yada. Flash forward to like a week later, I finally cave and I pick it up and I watch it. And I am furious because I'm like, this movie is actually really good and this cover sucks and I almost didn't see it because of it. What the hell? And it is. It's And then I, then I found out this was the second version. The first version, Ozzy and Gene were still on it. They were just slightly smaller. So I'm like, y'all had the audacity not to do this once but twice. And there were newer images of these two too. Considering the VHS cover is fucking badass too. This metal is fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the poster. The original poster is great, too. The poster is terrific, yeah. Now, they had good artwork to choose from, but, of course, obviously, they want to promote the Gene Simmons or Ozzy Osbourne in the film. Fine. But it's like, it's two modern shots of them, and Gene has a a small but significant supporting role in it. Fair. Ozzy doesn't. He's on TV screen for, like, maybe 90 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, not even. I don't think, I don't, I think if you took his two scenes together, they'd be about 30. I can imagine a heavy metal or rock fan like Kevin seeing that cover and going, oh, it's going to be badass. <laughs> it's true. But it was, yeah. I, and that, that kind of feeds into what my, one of my next choices, which is, you know, you try to, they're trying to take something that existed previously and did fine, but appeal it to a new audience or to get someone, take a minor part of the movie and blow it up into something else. And this actually, this movie has a couple of problems over the, its history. Uh, the Scott Spiegel's slasher film Intruder, mm-hmm. which had a, a notoriously crappy VHS release because not only was it trimmed of all the gore, and I mean just not like a little bit of it, like all of it is gone. I mean, the it, it movie is practically PG. So it, it robs the movie of almost all the fun that it, you could possibly have with it. But it actually showed, the, the mystery. there's a mystery for about three quarters of the picture as to who the killer is. But on the Paramount VHS, he's right there on the front cover. Right. Just like right, right there, just standing there looking at you like, hi, I'm the killer. We're not even going to try and pretend we give a fuck. And it's like, oh, okay. And there have been other covers since then that have also revealed him to some extent. And it's just like, guys, can you can you preserve a little mystery for the people who haven't seen this thing? But then when uh, Charlie Band did a DVD reissue of it uh, back about, I don't know, 10 years ago, they did, I'll give him credit, it's just a kind of a generic red cover with white lettering, says Intruder, there's a guy with a silhouette with an axe that's not in the movie, but at least, you know, it's kind of evoking a slasher film. And on the top, though, they say who's starring in the movie, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, 
as the two stars of this movie. Now, Sam, to be fair, has a, a, a pretty big supporting role in it. Bruce Campbell <laughs> is in the movie at the very end for approximately 60 seconds, and he has one line. So anyone going in expecting their favorite dude from the Evil Dead movies and Xena and Hercules, they're going to wade through 90 minutes of this movie and go, where the fuck is Bruce Campbell? And then he shows up and the movie ends right after that. And they're going to be like, what the fuck? What the hell is this? He didn't star in this movie. He barely showed up. <laughs> and this has continued, and you'll see that variation of that on a lot of the foreign releases of this too, where it's like, Bruce Campbell, an intruder. It's like, no, 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 no. Come on, d d don't don't bullshit me. He's barely in this thing. It's like you can't, you can mention him on the back cover, but you can't promote him as a star of this thing. That's completely unfair to the movie. And that happens a lot, unfortunately, but that one always pissed me off because I love that movie. I really love Intruder. And it's like, you're, you're automatically stacking the deck against anyone who's watching this for the first yep. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how, ma how many instances that that can happen where a cover actually would damage a good movie in the case of trick or treat mm -hmm. and intruder like those are two good examples of a, a, a piece of art that made people not want to see it you know and i i i wasn't the only one who looked at that trick or treat artwork and thought this is a cheap movie that like was made recently mm -hmm. um because you know it's again it's images of ozzy osbourne and gene simmons from that time period and the osbournes was a big show at the time so like everybody was talking about ozzy and of course gene simmons is gene simmons but and and they weren't even good images. They were like ones they found on whatever image search was available at the time. So, yeah, you can see the scissor marks. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was bad. I mean, it was like, come on. And then with Intruder, it, to Felsher's point, I didn't see that movie for a long time because to me the cover looked so generic and boring, it didn't stand out as anything worth checking out. I actually didn't watch that movie until Synapse put it out on Blu-ray, and they had a much better right. piece of art. And I was like, oh, okay, this looks a lot better. I kind of want to see this. I'll check it out, you know. But. You know, the funny thing about that Synapse Blu-ray is it has really great special features. Oh, um, here we go uh, again. But, you know, by, by this company, Red Shirt Pictures. I'm just saying. You uh, edit you might, this, you know, edit it. Yeah, you might want to. <laughs> <laughs> you edit this out, I quit. I'm just, You're fired. Again? <laughs> We've been fired all the yeah, Fire him again I, this week. I fire everybody and quit every like three times a week. It's just yeah, it's, it's a running it's, gig. Like, yeah, yeah, like. Instead of South Park where they kill Cunny every week, we'll just fire Richard. We just fire each other, buddy. Yeah. You fire I, me or I quit. Yeah. No, I quit first. Yeah, I was fired about an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. What are you doing and here? And then you fired yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, but <laughs> yeah. we kept you. We, we, we're keeping you. Uh, Peter, do you, have any, do you have another one? Well, that's actually a good segue because I, I, I thought it would be fun to talk about uh, the, the scourge I call where they started, you know, re-releasing everything on dvd and for some reason they thought they had to start changing the covers and the key art for all these things i mean we could do a whole show just on like the all the mm -hmm. awful um i remember a non-horror one was real genius you guys remember that that cover oh god uh, that was one of the worst covers so my horror pick for like the worst dvd conversion is happy birthday to me <laughs> oh god i know oh. which one you're talking about too. oh god like look at it's like so, but not only, I mean, at least there's a birthday cake on it, but like they give her like glowing eyes. So it makes it seem like it's like some sort of alien or possession movie. And it's just like, it's hideous. Whoever the actor on the cover doesn't even look at anyone in the movie. It's like, why would you go through the time and the expense to make a shitty ass cover that makes the movie look 10 times worse than it is? It's just, it's just so bizarre to me, like why the studios thought at that time they needed to. I mean, because only people going to, you know, and doesn't the movie are going to be the fans. It's not like it's a new movie that people are going to rent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I could see if the movie flopped in the theaters and they're like, okay, well, let's change up the campaign or something. But I mean, I guess they figured out, right? That, I mean, they know that fans want the original art. Yeah. Assume, yeah. Mostly, well, yeah. that was one of the ones that led to, cause and I, yeah. I swear to God, she's cross-eyed too yeah. on that cover. It's like, I expect it's like laser weird. beams. It's like a Halloween three inflecting the lasers. <laughs> well, it was an odd choice too, yeah. because that had such a good poster. So it's like, yeah. you have a great image that is going to mm-hmm. sell this movie to even a modern person would look at that and go, right. Oh, this looks yeah. cool. And you did oh, that. Yeah. I know the older cover looks more modern than the redo cover. It's very yeah. Yeah. The Shiska yeah. Bob yeah. kill. Although it's funny, the guy in the Shiska Bob kill is actually on the poster is actually a, an actor who's killed a different way in the movie. So, which is yeah. very weird. The actor, yeah, yeah, but who cared? Yeah, yeah at least well, it was. Yeah. At least it was in the movie. Yeah, at least it, it happened in the movie. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. But it was yeah. weird watching the movie because I'm like, oh, that guy's gonna kill the Shiska Bob, and I was like, oh, whoa, fuck, he doesn't get killed that way. So, yeah, but uh, the, I always look at that cover. I know exactly when I when you mentioned Happy Birthday, yeah. I know exactly which yeah. one. It's the goofy cross-eyed yeah. bitch the on the front eyes. cover. Like, Happy mm-hmm. birthday to me! Yeah, yeah I know. And it's I, just uh, like, oh, <laughs> God, no. No, no, no. Although I think, didn't they put that out? Didn't they do a reversible cover? Because some people, like you were saying, Richard, like... They did later on, because there was another okay. reissue of it later on where they were like, yeah, we're not using that. Yeah. Well, well, they, fans, they, they well again, mi- some fans might have nostalgia for it. Because uh, yeah. Anchor Bay did it, and then uh, um, yes. Shout or somebody yeah. did it. No, Mill okay. Creek put the Blu-ray out. Mill Creek, it, it, uh, Mill Creek has a slip cover with the... Um, the, original, the VHS, VHS kind of looking but then when thing. you lift yeah. up the slipcover, the other art from Sony is there, but it's tweaked. They put the title of the movie on the birthday cake, and her eyes aren't glowing anymore. Oh, that's right. Oh. So, okay, well, at least uh, there's that. So <laughs> it, it, it looks a little better, but it's still not anyone that's actually in the movie, and it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's an odd choice. Oh, Lord. I remember, uh, I don't, I, uh, oh, yeah, okay. A Bloody what? Birthday was another one that made me think of that. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, one. Yeah, it, kind of, it reminds me of a zombie movie with the hand and the birthday cake. It just never struck. Yeah. Me. I like the movie, but it didn't strike me as. A, See, the art for Bloody Birthday never bothered me because I'm just like, you know, it's because there was one they did. Some company did a piece of art, and th- that one was really bad. It was a DVD release. I think it was like VCI or something like that. And it was so generic and so plain looking. And then I saw them with the bloody fingers. I'm like, oh, why didn't they use that? That's so much better. Um, so I, I don't know. I've always kind of liked that art. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing if you evoke kind of what you're going for with the movie. You're trying to yeah. establish a mood or something that's similar to what the movie's about. And you're trying to design an, an illustration that gets that point across maybe in an abstract way. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have a yeah. problem with that. But it's when you just completely flat out lie or you misconstrue what the content is about because mm-hmm. it's not fair to the movie. Yeah. It's not fair to the people who buy it for one thing. Right. And it's not fair to the filmmakers because mm-hmm. yet you both end up losing. Right. Like when it's it's intentional misdirect like the screen poster where they it made you think it was Drew Barrymore was the lead. Like yeah. I'm fine with that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Well, what was funny was I was doing a little bit of research on this topic before we uh, we as we were prepping for the show and one of the things I wanted to find is a common thread of like what What's, what are some movies that people are talking about that have misleading posters and misleading VHS covers, DVD covers, what have you? Scream came up multiple times, and I'm like, I get what you're saying. It's misleading, but don't you understand it's supposed to be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. you, you sort of missed the concept of what they were trying to do mm-hmm. by claiming that this one is one of the most misleading or worst ones that you've seen um, because... Drew Barrymore is plastered on the poster and she's killed in the first 50 minutes. It's like, yeah, the whole point of that ad campaign and of killing off Drew Barrymore yeah. in the first 50 minutes is to show no one's safe in this movie. We just killed America's sweetheart 
15 minutes right. into this movie, and not only did we kill her, but we gutted her and hung her from a yeah. tree. <laughs> so, like, she went out brutally. So it's well, like, it's, yeah. It's a nod to Psycho. I mean, Janet Lee's on the poster for that. And yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Same better. thing, yeah. Yeah. I got one that I didn't, I, I apologize. I didn't prep you guys for this one. I just thought of it as we were talking, because when Peter brought up misleading uh, artwork, and we kind of got segued, she thought, I was like, you know, there's one that I... I remember seeing this cover and thinking, I don't even, I didn't even want to give this movie a shot back in the day because I just thought the cover just looked so bad. I was like, eh, whatever. But um, Nightlife with Scott Grimes. Yeah. So yeah. the only thing on this cover that's kind of part of the movie is Scott Grimes. I don't know who that is. There's a girl here. <laughs> I don't know who she yeah. is. These zombies are not in the movie, and they look nothing like the zombies in the movie. Oh. Actually, the zombies in the movie look a lot better than these three do. Oh, yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, who would have, who did this? Who designed this and went, yeah, this works. People are going to go crazy well, for this. It looks like a cheap staged photo is yeah. the problem with it. And so, yeah, it doesn't inspire any any desire to want to check it out. You almost like, wonder if it's from a different movie that is stuck. I mean, why, where they got those models and those people? Like, the, like Scott Grimes yeah. is in the movie. He's the only yeah. thing on oh, this yeah. cover He's that's true. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is a lie. I mean, you know, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Kevin, you got you got any others? Uh, somebody mentioned on our uh, Facebook page, Chopping Mall, and I kind of got a kick out of that. Mm -hmm. I kind of agree with that. He was like, there's no chopping in that movie. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> but then you think about it, and you're like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a situation where, because also on the poster you've got yeah. the hand holding the, the bag and there's no robot that has a hand like that right you know these are these are where whereas if they had gone with the original Killbots campaign it would have been a totally different story it would have been a situation where they were oh yeah those are the robots that show up and right but chopping walls a catchier title i get and i get and at the end of the day it's such a fun movie no yeah. one really gives a shit right and no one's expecting yeah and honestly, I, I I would pose the question: Do you think we would be talking about Chopping Mall now if it was called Killbots back? No, then? No, no, we would no. not be. Probably not. No. So, someone had the right idea and got people to see the movie. And yes, it's it's a total falsity. Like it's, it's it looks like a slasher movie, it, it, like a robot slasher film, and it's kind of that, but it's not really that. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it is the title and the poster technically is a lie, but as Felcher said, the movie's still a lot of fun. So we kind of forgave that one. <laughs> yeah. And also, but and then there's the inverse of that, where I still to this day feel that when Toby Hooper's life force came out, the ad campaign for that promised a very epic kind of glorious, dramatic science fiction event, not akin mm -hmm. to 2001, but certainly much more of a, a serious take on the genre than what we ended up getting, which was the movie was based on a book called Space Vampires. That's what that movie is. Right. Space Vampires. It is not Life Force. <laughs> it's fucking Space Vampires. Right. It, and if they called that Toby Hooper's Space Vampires, whether it would have done more at the box office, I don't know, but I definitely feel people would have walked into that knowing exactly what they were in for mm -hmm. and they would have gotten that movie. Right. Whereas Life Force, you feel like, oh, Life Force. I'm going to go see Life Force. And then they see a naked chick walking around for 90% of the movie with people <laughs> turning into skeletons and Steve Rails back and Patrick Stewart kissing and then their faces <laughs> melting in a helicopter. And it's like, what? This isn't Life Force. This is Space Vampires. <laughs> so it, that's another one where it's just like, that, that's why I like titles like The Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Yeah. 
How can anyone ask what that movie's about? Right. It's the Texas Chain. Is this appropriate for my kids? It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. You know, there's just certain titles that just tell you this is exactly what you think it's going to yeah. be. One of the funniest reviews I remember reading in high school was when the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. Somebody wrote on IMDb how awful they thought the movie was because of how violent and gross and disturbing. <laughs> now, this was like clearly an older woman who had gone to see this movie. And I'm like, I think when that came out in like 2003, so I was 16 when that came out, right? So I'm like, I'm reading her review and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you saw a movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> what did you expect? And your this review is helping the movie. People are going to want to see it because of this, because you're not saying that, you, you know, you thought it was bad because it was poorly shot, poorly acted, whatever. You're saying it was but bad it's because it's, yeah, it was too know. gross and you couldn't sleep for a week. Like, that's your bad review? <laughs> that's a glowing review for our movie. Like, that means it, it did its job. So, like, okay. The same thing happened with uh, Solid Night, Deadly Night. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the the title and then the poster was a Santa Claus with an alarm with an axe coming out of the chimney. It's like, well, I, I, I can't I can't say I don't know what I'm go- getting into here. Right. You know, it's just it's like this is pretty. I mean, it's, come yeah. on, this is it's, they're pretty upfront about what this movie is. Right. What about you, Fausto? You got any other ones? I know you got a few more up your sleeve. Oh, I got a few more up my sleeve. Yeah, for, and this one file this one under what the hell were they thinking? Huh. Um, and this is a fairly modern one, too. Uh, a while back, and a lot of studios will do this, they'll take several titles in their catalog and they'll rebrand it with a catchy phrase or something. So, like, you know, and they'll, they'll do, like, the Western series or a comedy series or something, and they'll give it some little cheeky tagline, and then they'll do a, a frame with this artwork in it, and then they put the movie's posters into those frames, and they sell them like that. Well... Paramount through Viacom owns the I Love the 80s tag. You know, those, remember those series on VH1 yep. where it was just like, I love the 80s. And, you know, and then you know, I think they did I Love the 90s too. But I Love the 80s was the, the big one. And so Paramount at some point went, well, you know what? We've got this I Love the 80s brand. Let's do this cheeky, pastel, really fun 80s kind of frame for a DVD cover and then we'll pop in the posters for a series of our fun 80s movies and so you have I Love the 80s and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and I Love the 80s and Pretty in Pink or you know I Love the 80s Top Gun stuff like that well (laughs) someone I, I don't know what they were thinking got a little carried away and decided to put a film in there that quite frankly I don't think really belongs in a cheeky, fun, pastel, I love the 80s promotion. We had I love the 80s, The Accused. Yes. <laughs> and I it's like, it was funny. Um, I laughed. Well, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, um, first of all, I, when I think it's like, yeah, I love the 80s. Remember when gang rape was fun? <laughs> and it's like, no. I don't, this is not, no. This is not a fun, hey, buddy. Remember when you used to go down to your bar and you'd see a drunk chick and you just rape the shit out of her on a pinball machine? It's like, no! So it's, it's, and it's really weird too because the cover has Jodie Foster and I think Kelly McGillis looking very serious. And around mm-hmm. them is this cheeky mm-hmm. pastel border going, I love the 80s! I need to get and you that, like, that, we should get you that video poster red shirt for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's really, it's one of those ones where it's like, guys, you needed, I, I, I see what you're going for here, but you needed to be a little bit more selective about the films you included in this line. 
Yeah, no, I agree. That's a that's that's yeah. Somebody somebody should have gotten fired over that. If they did. Yeah, that. actually, that's like nowadays that wouldn't go down so well. Like, yeah, would, no, there would be a, there's yeah. someone would get their ass fired yeah, that'd be, yeah. over that. Yeah, that'd be you know, kind of, there'd be some kind yeah. of protest about that. Yeah. Uh, that would have been like if they own I spit on your grave and put it on that line. <laughs> it's like, whoa, no. Uh, Kevin, you got any more? Yeah. Um, did you um, – that MGM released a VHS copy of uh, The Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it looks like a fun ghost movie, like a haunted, like an Amityville movie. <laughs> Just imagine yeah. somebody yeah. – who was that? That's what they was expecting, and what they got when they watched that movie. <laughs> they don't get that. Nope. Actually, what that that image kind of looks like, it reminds me of, is uh, the people under the stairs poster. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It looks exactly like it's that. It's very reminiscent of that, actually. Yeah, and you see that it's like the skull, the big floating skull over yeah. the house. And you think this is like a haunted yeah, house or Fright Night? The house that kind of reminds me of Fright yeah. Night too. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it looks like. So, uh, yeah, and it's like, well, there is a house in the movie. I guess that's about as close as. You get to it, but yeah, that's one where, and that I would put that under the same classification as, and I feel bad for people who rent that thinking, oh, fun Wes Craven haunted house yeah. movie, and they get Last House on the left, and they're like, oh dear Jesus, it's the same thing that happened, I'm sure, with a lot of these Twilight fans when they rented Near Dark's repackaging of Near Dark, mm-hmm. Lionsgate's repackaging of Near Dark, it, which they made, they put Adrian Pazdar and Jenny Wright forefront on the cover. The bad vampire is kind of down to the lower left. And they colored Adrian Pazdar's face to look kind of pallid and gray with sparkly eyes, just like Edward in Twilight. Oh, it was the out. Twilight cover. Mm. And so they were deliberately going after the Twilight crowd. But I feel bad for any of these preteen girls who were like, oh, Twilight, mm-hmm. awesome. And they get home and they get to the barroom scene and they're like, ah! <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. It does look like Twilight. Yeah, it does. Right. It looks exactly yeah, like totally. And the sad thing about that cover is if you – Make him look normal and make her a little pale. It's actually a very accurate cover. Right. It's a nice piece of art, but because they decided to go all Twilight on, on mm. poor Adrian Pazdar's ass, it, it ends up being one of the most misrepresented. And that's like that movie ain't fucking Twilight. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. It, it that was one that honestly at the time when I saw the cover, I wasn't. I didn't even kind of put that together for some reason. I, and. I don't know why. I think I think I just thought there's no way that like they're gonna try to market the movie this way. It's probably just like it's probably just an <laughs> oversight or something. And then uh, people started drawing the comparison. And I went, yeah, that's that's what they were trying to do, isn't it? They were trying to market it as a Twilight film. And what's bizarre is there's a German piece of art. It's the same thing, but it's flipped. Where she's pale and he's huh. his skin looks normal. Right. And I was like. Why didn't they? That's use fine. That? You know, like yeah. I mean, like why wasn't that? Yeah. Or they're both pale. They they're both vampires at one point. So like, why not make them both pale? Like, who cares? Like I don't. Like you said the cover is not the worst. I mean, but it, it's it is horribly misleading for somebody who has never seen or heard of that film. So I mean, no. yeah, that's just it's crazy. But that was in the period too where people. Also, it wasn't like this was the '80s where you couldn't hop online and like share your frustrations. And, like, reviewers on Amazon couldn't go, the cover's misleading. Like, those teen girls are going to go and review and say the movie's awful. Lionsgate kind of felt like they were shooting themselves in the foot with that one because it's like, 
yeah, you're going to get that first wave of sales that, where people are, might be misled and grab it, but then you're going to get a lot of people going to the internet and saying how awful you guys are for doing this to them, and then <laughs> yeah. it's going to die. Yeah. It's going to those 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 sales from the the, the teens are going to die down, and you're just going to get the horror people buying it and bitching because the cover's terrible. So right. it just doesn't make any yes. sense. It was it was a, it was a short term victory, but a long term loss. Right. Right. You know. And that, that happens a lot with some of these decisions where it's just like, now that, like when the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 got reissued on DVD, they made it look like a Saw movie. Yeah, I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, I remember with that. A, with a white. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the gruesome, the gruesome edition. Right. And it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I get, I get going for the Saw crowd. I get that. Cause that was what was hot at the time. But it's like, again, they're going to buy the movie and watch mm-hmm. it at some point. Right. And so they're going to be like, this ain't Saw. I mean, there's a chainsaw in it, but this ain't Saw. I will give them credit. At least that cover is better than their first DVD cover in that movie. which is Oh, yeah, which was just Justin just, or uh, Dennis Hopper Dennis holding Hopper. a chainsaw. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, that's yeah. right. And the, that and the gruesome edition did have the benefit of having some really wonderful special features uh, by a company called mm-hmm. Redshift Pictures. Oh, so God. I honestly didn't even know that. I think I forgot. I so I really didn't expect it this time. You should realize at this point, I'm everywhere. You, not, <laughs> you, not, you, you really are. You've had your hand on everything that I've ever touched. So, ooh, wait, that doesn't and sound everybody. Okay, that's, well, that's not, no, 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 no. Cut, cut that out. <laughs> Hell <laughs> no. Does anybody else have, I've got a couple more, I, but does I, anybody else have? I have one final one. I say it's my, oh, okay. it's my controversial one for last. Um, you remember know about that? So this is only in relation to I don't know, like I just don't like this movie is so well known, and I, I guess everyone knew what it was before it came out. But if you just looked at the poster and didn't know anything about it, I just feel like it doesn't make any sense. If you look at the original poster for The Shining, the yellow one, you guys all know that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that looks mm-hmm. like an alien baby. It does. Right? It does. Yeah, like, like I don't understand baby. what that is. Like, like who is that or what is that or you know what I mean? If you got rid of, if you didn't know what The Shining was, I would think this was like an alien movie or something. Mm-hmm. Or am I crazy? I, I no. no, you're not. Actually, no. I agree. They redesigned no. that that campaign. Didn't, I don't think did it last very yeah. long. Does anyone remember? Because I feel like there was a new yeah. poster after that. It it never. I don't think it ever ended up on any home I video. Uh, art. I can't remember okay, what yeah, I, I can recall. Yeah, I looked that up. I can't remember that one. Yeah, because it's, it's basically nice. a really blown up kind of. Uh, Image of Scatman Crothers as he's lying there on the bed having a shining. Oh, is vision. that is that really him? Is that... That's re- that's what it is. That's a that's a, that's a just a really blown out, you know, kind of uh, pre Photoshop. You know, this was before wow. Photoshop, but they they hmm. just kind of into this sort of abstract treatment to his face. If you watch the movie, they clearly took a frame from that. Yeah. But you would never know that yeah. unless you saw the movie. Right. Even I, I, then, yeah. you might not know. I, I mean, yeah. I look at it, and I see alien autopsy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, right. it looks yeah. like an alien. <laughs> I mean, okay. right. Big bulgy eyes and the nose yeah. turned upwards. It, yeah, it looks 100% yeah. like an alien. I don't think uh, I ever paid much attention to it, to be honest. But now yeah, that you so say it's that, so ubiquitous. I'm, I'm like, like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and but I don't think they ever use that for any home video. Because all the home videos I've ever seen were always just Jack Nicholson in the door. Yeah. There was an alternate home video release where they put him like I think it's him sitting. It, he's outside. I think it's one of the pictures of him outside looking all pissed off. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They use that one for one, but again, that's still Jack Nicholson. So, but yeah, you know, I never thought of that, Peter. That's, I can see how someone who yeah, doesn't goes into this movie blind, 
isn't going to have any fucking mm-hmm. idea what that is. And I right. remember they did start using that poster for the reissued book paperback cover because I remember. Oh right, kid. they yeah. did. It was yellow. So yeah, I kept I seeing it around. That's why it kind of stuck in my mind all these years. And was, yeah, so yeah, there you go. That's it for me. Kevin, you got any others? I think I'm tapped out. I can't think of nothing else. Yeah, there were, actually, well, there's one, Kevin, you mentioned the other day. It's What I thought was interesting is it's like reverse. It's uh, that movie Over the Edge, oh, which they yeah, took a yeah, non-horror yeah. movie and made it look like a horror movie. Yeah, that movie. was totally a horror movie but if you looked at it by the poster. Yeah. Yeah, y- y'all have never seen it's that? Really just like a, no. It's like a good yeah, teen movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, yeah, it's a teen angst film, basically, a coming-of-age yeah. story, yeah. you know. But yeah, the 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 art, especially the one kid, is drawn almost like the he almost looks like the kid from the Beast Within. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, actually, that, yeah. yeah, it would be a good poster for the children, the movie The Children. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's like you think this is Village of the Damned yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Weird. But I will say, and the, the one I mean, I mentioned Near Dark, and another one that I really hated, and this was just for the theatrical campaign, was for Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Yes, which. You know, the video poster used the great illustration of all the monsters standing there behind Craig Sheffer. And you really got a sense of, oh, this is a monster movie. You know, this is this whole thing. The theatrical campaign for Nightbreed, which was one of the most misbegotten things I've ever seen in my life. First of all, the trailer made it look like a slasher movie. You didn't see any monsters whatsoever, really. And then the poster was this black and white cropped shot of a woman's eyes like frozen in abject terror. And the title Nightbreed. And that's it. There was no, I mean, it looked like a slasher film. And all it said, the tagline was something like, Lori thought she knew everything about her boyfriend. Lori was wrong. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, what, what the fuck does that mean? Right. I mean, it's like you have, a, you have this incredible fantasy horror film with all these great monsters and you use none of that to promote this movie. I, I just couldn't for the life of me figure out. And, and wouldn't you know, the movie Bond in the theaters. Oh, do Imagine you know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one always bothered me. And then uh, The Night of the Creeps has, has never had... Now, that's the situation where I know the VHS artwork with the guy with the roses and the, you know, coming through the glass is always iconic, but that doesn't really sell the movie very well. And then the initial DVD release had at least some of the cast on there, but it was all centered around a shot of the alien from the move, from the first three minutes of the movie who never shows up again. Mm. And it's like, well, who's this for? Just real quick on that I, one, Red Shirt. Who did the special features on the Night of the Creeps DVD? You know, it's very <laughs> funny you should bring that up. It was another company called Red Shirt Pictures what? that did that. They were really, uh, that was a that was a really uh, fun project, I, I hear, for whoever did that. But this Red Shirt Pictures really gets around. They might be, um, they might be someone again worth talking to. Like we really should. Yeah, I don't know. I hear the guy's kind <laughs> of a dick. But anyway, the, the, but yeah, Night of the Creeps was one that I remember seeing that going I, the, the best review of that blu-ray or that dvd was it started off with it's nice to see that after 30 years sony still has no idea how to market this movie <laughs> it's like it still fucked it up so you but brought up yeah. those two and actually that were nightbreed and night of the creeps i can talk i can briefly talk about both i didn't see nightbreed in theaters obviously because i was probably four years old when it came out it was 1990 or something like that right so yeah i was like four or five so I wasn't, no one was taking me to the theater to go see Nightbreed. I picked it up on VHS, and the only reason I rented that movie was because, and Peter's going to get a laugh out of this, I was obsessed with the song Take On Me by Aha, uh-huh, and Craig Sheffer <laughs> looked like the lead singer of the band. So I thought, <laughs> I thought he was in the movie. 
<laughs> and so I, oh. I, I, you know, I obviously even watching the movie, I still thought it was him. I didn't even like, oh, oh it's not him, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I fell in love with the movie. I loved that movie. I still love that movie very much. Um, and I'm so I'm very glad my aha uh-huh obsession is what got me <laughs> to pick up Nightbreed. And um, <laughs> it's true. And uh, and Night of the Creeps, I didn't rent for a long time because the cover art to me looked too cool. So I'm like, this is one that's lying. I'm not going to get right. this movie. I'm going to get something else. It was, oh, shit, I got, I got a new one. And I just thought of it because of Night of the Creeps. Rest in Pieces. Oh, yeah. How can we not talk about Rest in Pieces? It's got this gory zombie bursting through a wall you know shards of the wall sticking out of his face his eyes are white there's nothing like that in the movie ever at <laughs> and that all. and that same guy got used to promote day of the dead in i think italy or some Which, or greece or somewhere well that fits yeah. that movie better than it does rest in pieces <laughs> i mean shit yeah. at least there's zombies in day of the dead i mean for fuck's sake you know i i i, I that was but that was one i wouldn't rent and yeah. those covers, now that I'm thinking about it, have striking similarities because they both have zombies with white eyes with scarred up, fit with you know, cut up faces coming through something. So both of them, I was like, no, I'm not till I, unless I see zombies in the back or the word zombie on the back, I'm not touching this. And I didn't. Yeah, I'm not getting screwed again. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going down Revenge of the Dead Alley again. I'm telling I'm you, I got this. like Revenge of the Dead P- PTSD. PTSD. It, 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 it yeah, fucked exactly. me up. Uh, but one another one I want to bring up. Uh, I know I'm sorry. I know I segued into two, but I was this was going to be my next pick, and I just have to assume that there was not a single company in the United States that felt like they knew how to market this movie properly. And it, it's not even that it's a it was a re-edit of the film, so it's it's kind of short-sighted in that sense. But Virgin Among the Living Dead, which is a Jess Franco movie that is a that is like an ethereal movie that explores like the subject of death and like these people that aren't alive they're not dead this girl go basically the plot of the film if you're not familiar with it is this girl goes to um this this house out in the country with her estranged family who are all kind of weird um and because her father's passed away she's gonna go for the reading of the will and she finds out she's inherited everything and she decides to let them stay unbeknownst to her they're actually not alive they're some kind of ghost phantom type of deal things um, it's a very vampires, whatever. It's a very interesting film, and it's a very arty film about like death. When in the U.S., they were like, "Nah, fuck that. We're gonna make it look like <laughs> a zombie movie every single time we put this out." And hey, you know what we're also gonna do is we're gonna use this crappily re-edited, confusing version where this random this girl keeps having these nightmares about these guys with bad teeth chasing her and coming out of the ground. And that's going to be what we're going to release. Every U.S. release of this film, including the Blu-ray, uses the wizard video art that has zombies from Michael Jackson's Thriller on it. Um, <laughs> and then the there were two VHS releases, one with a zombie carrying a half-naked girl and his mm-hmm. mouth is sewn shut. And the other one, I don't even know where those pictures came from. One of them is from Oasis of the Zombies and Fear No Evil. But everything else in that cover, I've never been able to place it. So... I, I I just I I don't get because it like I said the movie is actually it's it's a pretty decent movie it's a, like if you're into like arty type art house style movies um, yeah it, it, you know but like it's just falsely misrepresented on pretty much every level I think even like the original poster art in like France or wherever 
it's very misleading. Again, lots of corpses and a half-naked girl on the, on the poster, and it's like, y'all just didn't want to tell anyone what this movie was about, did you? Like, or you just didn't know? I don't know, but th that's one that always sticks out in my mind. So, so many campaigns in the U.S. seem based on what you said, on, on this very basic uh, axiom of, nah, fuck that. Right. This, it's like, we have this sort of cool monster movie with all these monsters and an underground lair and all that. Nah, fuck that. Make it look like a slasher movie. Right. You know, so it's like, uh, yeah, that's great. Um, the last one I want to bring up, I mean, obviously we'll get into kind of roundabout discussion about other stuff with these, but the one I want to bring up for me that is the most grossly misrepresentative DVD cover I have ever seen. And it's, it hits, it's not a horror film, but it's from a classic horror filmmaker. Oh. Uh, although they tried to make it into a horror movie. Uh, this is a, a repackage that was done around circa uh, 2006, 2007 from Anchor Bay Entertainment, company I used to work for, but I wasn't working for them at this time. Because if I had been working for them at this time and I had seen this thing try to go out, I would have burned a fucking building down. <laughs> uh, this was for George A. Romero's uh, Night Riders. <laughs> now, Night Riders, for those of you who know the movie or seen the movie, is not a horror film in any way, shape, or form. It's a drama, a very long drama, about this group of Renaissance Fair kind of type people who ride motorcycles and live in this very tight-knit community and travel from town to town and how the influences of the outside world and the corporate mentality began to interfere with them and break them apart until they're able to kind of come together reformed at the end but different and with some loss it's a very very touching very funny at times very dramatic and just very textured and layered film that was unlike anything george did before or after it was a you know film he did he cashed it on the success of dawn of the dead to make this movie which was very personal to him. And admittedly, it was something of a hard sell when it came out in 81. Because you couldn't, you know, they put George Romero's name on it, but that didn't mean that anyone who saw Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead was going to respond to this. And they had this beautiful Boris Vallejo painting of Ed Harris on a motorcycle holding a mace with the, you know, in the full regalia. But it wasn't, it, it was hard to find the audience for it. So I grant, I will grant you that Knight Riders has always been something of a difficult film to sell other than to the really diehard fans of George Romero and Renaissance Fair people. I, you know, that I, I, I will grant you the challenges that lie within. That being said, Anger Bay decided to go a very different route with this repackaging. This cover is all black with this guy who's, uh, this, you know, motorcycle rider wearing a jean jacket. It looks like a, a cross between a guy who ran out of Excalibur and then joined the Sons of Anarchy. And he's just, he's, he's like, ah, on the cover. And the, the tagline is, ride to live, live to die. And on the top of the poster, which is all black with clouds and, you know, sinister looking bikers in the background, the title treatment is, is Night Riders in this very kind of blood red font with little fangs coming off the K and the S at the end. So it looks like a goddamn vampire biker flick. <laughs> and there's no vampires in this. There's no horror in this. And I'll never forget the one day I was at a convention. I don't remember which one it was. And I never wanted to bring this cover up with George. I, I knew George Romero for many years, but I never wanted to bring it up because I was so embarrassed by it. But I happened to be at his table when that cover, because someone came up to him with that cover for him to sign. And I'm just standing there like, oh, shit. And George takes this cover, and he looks at it, and he looks up at me and goes, 
Michael, what the, did I do this movie? <laughs> he's, he's just like, what movie is this? I I know I did a movie called Night Riders, but I don't I don't think this is it. It's, it's like, George, don't get me started. I can't with this thing. I can't. So it, if you've ever seen, it's the it's the most misrepresentative thing I've ever seen in my life, and it, it offends me on a personal level, <laughs> and especially for any and especially for anyone who bought this and goes, all right, vampire bikers and George Romero, awesome. And they're going to get five minutes of that movie and go, uh, huh? Yeah. So it's like, what would you do a cover like this for? You just, you're, you're not even lying to me. You're, you're, this is like beyond, like, you you might as well go into politics if you can lie like this. You're not even embellishing. You're just blatantly lying. No. Yeah. Yeah, There's, you're not even taking a kernel of stuff. Yes, there are motorcycles in the movie. Granted. Congratulations. Yeah. See, now I'm just disappointed that there isn't a movie about Renaissance Fair vampires riding motorcycles. <laughs> totally. Well, you know what? Good idea. We can yeah. do that movie, but Be- that movie doesn't exist now. <laughs> because that, that actually sounds like that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, like, think about it. They're not, like, actual Renaissance Fair actors. They're from the Renaissance era, and they've just been traveling as a fair as vampires. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. This kind of sells itself. That's the next red shirt release. Although, you know, Knight Riders, it's funny, when Shout Factory released on a Blu-ray, they went back to the artwork, the, the classic Boris Vallejo artwork. Yeah. And uh, the company that did the special features for that, Red Shirt Pictures, did a wonderful <laughs> job, I really got to say. Um, but uh, I'll tell you this, and I've always suspected, this, and it's, it's really uh, narcissistic of me to assume this, but that they saved doing this repackage till after I left the company. Because if I seriously, if I had seen that routing, I, and, and certainly towards the end of my time at Anchor Bay, I, I didn't have much problem sharing my opinion very vociferously. Uh, I would have walked into whoever marketing was marketing that time and go, "You got to be out of your fucking mind!" Mm-hmm. Really, I was like, "This is a bunch of shit. Fuck this and fuck this company." <laughs> but it's it's awful. It is so goddamn awful. You know, if I took out. Every instance of you mentioning something you did features on, this episode would be about half the length that it is right now. Well, I, you know, I, am sorry. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I, I, I can't help the fact, but that I'm just had a lot of work uh, thrown my way over the years. And I don't you know. know. I, just... I looked up Redshirt Pictures on Yelp. It's a one star average review, so I don't know. You're fired, Peter. <laughs> on Yelp? He's on Yelp? Yeah, I'm Yelp. What the hell am I doing on Yelp? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What, what, what would I be on Yelp for? I don't deliver shit. To, I don't deliver pizza. Any, like, any reviews on there we can read out loud? <laughs> no, I feel, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure my our friend Mikey Perez will put an interview, uh, a review up on Yelp if I'm ever up there. Yeah, yeah, he'll, uh, you'll, but, you'll definitely uh, get a review from Mikey. Um, no, you, you know, it's crazy because, like, you know, you, 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 you go back to the, you know, a time when, you know, a lot of people were blind to most of these movies that they were picking up. They had no clue what they were getting themselves into. And, and you know, we're, we've talked a lot about cover art that essentially lied or, or misrepresented the movie in a really big way. Um, what do you guys, what are some movies that you feel like the artwork did a good job of representing the film uh, in, you know, and actually delivered on what it promised uh peter why don't you go first well actually i this no one's gonna believe me but honestly i think the first friday 13th has a really great yeah. poster i mean yeah. it's, it's t- exactly what the movie is mm-hmm. it's like kids scared in the woods the uh, unseen killer the tagline 24 hour nightmare terror one by one they're gonna die i'm like oh it's perfect um another early slasher poster i really like i'm not a huge fan of the movie but 
the burning i think has a great poster there oh god yeah the burning is a wonderful yeah. poster yeah yeah it's just, no is that the one with him in the lake and then yeah, the chairs yeah, over yeah that's there. a great poster yeah you know exactly. Yeah, you know, funny get. thing about the burning is. Oh uh, no, 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 no. Nope, not sure. Never mind, never mind. I'm gonna, never I'm mind. gonna start exercising my right to mute. Where every time he goes, the funny thing about this movie, mute. <laughs> and actually, one of my all-time favorite posters that kind of works in a way where I think it conveys the movie really well, and it's very artistic and evocative is rosemary's baby it's just a really beautiful mm. uh, classic kind of mm. image mm-hmm. um, yeah it's attaching the psychological aspect there's a baby it's kind of scary so like i kind of like those kind of posters too um and um well i mean are we allowed to say uh, posters that even if we don't like the movie that like yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. like it, I mean, it's, I don't like dislike the movie. It's it's a nice, sweet movie, but I love like the poster for something wicked this way comes. Like it's just beautiful. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. I really, yeah, it taps into feeling well. So I like the, the those kind of those are a few that come to mind. But it's hard to think, yeah, without researching. But yeah, no, 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 I got you. I kind of yeah. put you on the spot in that one. But uh, Kevin, are there any that you can think of that you rented the movie and you were like, this gave me exactly what I wanted? Um, Sleepaway Camp, the original with with the knife yeah. going through yeah. the shoe, and I love the 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 letter. On the front that was written, yeah. Oh yeah, the dear mom oh, yeah, and pop, yeah, 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 or whatever, yeah, yeah. mom and dad, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I mean, I, that poster explains the whole movie right there, except for the ending. They can't put that mm-hmm. on there, but right, right. The, the, <laughs> no, the, the, no. The, the, the twist ending <laughs> of that movie. You know, somebody said once. I think it was. Um, it was actually spoofed on Robot Chicken. That ending was spoofed, and the the person said something to the effect of. Um, this is the this scene is the only reason anybody remembers this movie. Um, it was the reveal at the end. I rewatched Sleepaway Camp recently. That's a very brutal movie. Yeah. That's it's mm-hmm. a very violent, very gory, nasty film, nasty movie. I'm like, I think even without that shocking ending, people probably would have remembered this. This movie's got oh, that, some that cook that the cook character. Oh alone. my god, it's brutal. I mean, he's awful, but it's it's hard to watch it's like and, yeah. and the effect that they did it, 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 it had to have been just because he was moving his his face yeah but, when the blistering the, starts yeah, happening the, blister, yeah. the blisters are pu- uh, pulsing yeah. and i'm like Ew. i hate this guy but i feel every ounce of pain he's feeling right now, you know or the kid yeah. with the bees oh yeah um oh yeah. With, the, with the with the with the, the when she puts the nest yeah, it, that was a mean movie it that really was, really was. Mean... yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and the effects are great in that movie and yeah the, the yeah. arrow through the neck i still don't know how they done that oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um there was a there's a lot for me that i feel like did a great job. One that springs to mind immediately is uh, the Return of the Living Dead. Classic. I think that um, has a poster and a BHS cover that punk rock zombies. That's exactly what you're in for, and that's exactly what you're going to get. Uh, so mm-hmm. that one I think works really well. Um, Night of the Demons is another one that I think sells the movie really well and gives you pretty much what you're what you're expecting out of it. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. Angela holding the burning invitation and. You know, she's in the movie, and she looks just like that. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, so it works. I also love the tagline, which I actually found out uh, a little bit of trivia. The tagline was uh, conceived by the movie's producer, and he hates that tagline. He really doesn't like it. He thought they were being too pretentious with it, or they were being too pompous or overzealous. 
by saying Freddy and Jason are too scared to come. I said, are you kidding me? That is a great tagline. No, I mean, like, it, that it, is... It that, you should not hate yeah. that. Yeah, you should not hate that tagline. No, That's a great... No. Th- you guys did a good job. Uh, and then another one that, again... Like, this one might fall into a bit of the middle category for a lot of people, but for me... It's a movie that's very near, very near and dear to my heart, so I can say that this one worked really well for me, was The Video Dead. Yeah. Oh, sure. Video Dead has this incredible image of a zombie bursting out of a TV, and you do get zombies that come out of a TV, but the art is admittedly ten times better than the actual movie you get. But hey... <laughs> but it gives you that. It gives you... That scene is in the movie. That, yeah. that You know, that yeah. happens in the movie. You And the electric stuff coming out, That that's all in the movie. That's all in the movie, it's, yeah. It's there, so it's just... It's a little emphasized, if you will. Um, and the last one I think I'll, I'll leave out on uh, is Dead Pit. The mm-hmm. artwork for Dead Pit. That scene of the zombies coming out of the pit, that zombie, there's a still image of that exact shot from the film of him pulling himself out of the pit and all the zombies around him with their hands on him, like pulling themselves up on him. It's like that's 100% in the film and you get exactly what that movie and what that cover promises. So uh, Dead Pit is one that I would say, you know, did a great job of, of delivering on the uh, yeah, that's a good on choice on the promise yeah, yeah. Uh, you know as far as I me mean, there's there's it there's so many uh, the howling comes to mind I always mm-hmm. thought that was a really effective piece of art the Evil Dead the original Halloween yeah I mean that's a classic one Hellraiser and that was a brilliant choice to, you know Pinhead's mm-hmm. not that big a part of that movie but he's a striking visual image right mm-hmm. and so by putting him on the poster it was just like people are going to go on to see that movie and he's actually in the movie the way he appears so it's not a matter of how much he's in the film but the impression that he makes um but the one i guess that jumps to mind the most because i think it's just a brilliant piece of art that sells the movie because in a in an abstract way because they couldn't show what was in the film is drew struzan's art for the thing john carpenter's the thing yeah which it, it, it that's a tricky film to sell because you can't show what's in the film right and but it's just you know it's this guy there's ice and something's going you know it's like something supernatural or something weird or something transformative is happening to his face and there's this bright light coming out it's like nothing like that in the movie but that sums up sort of the core mood of that picture for me mm-hmm. and it's very evocative i like ones where they they go in there for the evocative feel of it like the alien poster with the egg you know just mm-hmm. and they don't show the aliens at all uh, but the thing for me was is, is one of the ones that jumps to mind. I just think it's a beautiful piece of art that really soft sells the movie, but soft sells it accurately. Mm-hmm. And you know, funny and a funny thing about the thing is that when it no! came out on screen factor, <laughs> no, I am, I, 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 I'm sorry, I hesitated. I apologize to everybody mm-hmm. when he said the funny thing. I thought he was still going to talk about the movie, not his involvement in the special features. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the ball. I apologize. <laughs> An actual funny thing is that I don't know if you know Carpenter doesn't like the artwork. He didn't like the poster. Really, he didn't like. It? That's what he said, but he doesn't like anything though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that movie didn't do well when it came mm. out, so yeah. I mean, he probably has a lot of uh, feelings about. But I, I love it. I always thought it was very fun, and it made me intrigued. It was like, what is this movie about? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what a poster is supposed to do. It's supposed yeah. to make you go, "Ooh, what's that?" Right. You know, and at the end of the day, and that one made me go, ooh, what's this, you know? Another great poster, which I know, Felshi, you brought this one up as one of the ones you felt like was misleading, but I think works really well for the film was the poster for Spookies. Yeah, I, I think that the poster's cooler than the film, but that stuff is in the movie. Everything on that poster's in the movie. Yeah, that's in the movie. Yeah. But the poster was just like, man, that's a really cool poster. Oh, yeah, all this is in the movie. Not as, it's kind of like the video dead, where it's like, eh. 
it's not as good as the poster, but I can't say they're lying to Right, me. right. Yeah, no, so, I think it's a know, great, that's, that's, that's a wonderful fair. piece of art. I'm actually looking at it right now. That's a great piece of art. Um, so I, I guess, like, it's great that there, we had, we, you know, we had our good experience, we had our bad experiences, and our good experiences with rentals, finding the stuff that, you know, and, and like I said at the last show, when I was renting a lot of these movies, I couldn't read yet. So I was solely going based off of what the pictures on the cover were. Like, there was no... I mean, half of these movies, I didn't even know what they were called. I just remembered, like, what the cover looked like. Can you imagine working at a video store and a six-year-old calls and says, I want to rent the movie with the zombie on the front of the cover? (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you guys have it? And just this long pause of, you got a title? No, no, I don't know. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's funny. You bring up, there's another one that I liked a lot, but it doesn't really, nothing like this shows up in the movie, but it's okay because it evokes it so well, is Dead and Buried. Mm-hmm. That classic yeah. illustration of the yeah, face yeah, coming yeah, yeah, up yeah. through the rock. Nothing like that in the movie whatsoever, but it does sell the tone of what that movie mm-hmm. is very yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, and a, and a funny thing about Dead nope, and Barry. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. No, no, no. I'm there. Um, another good one is, that, that, that kind of uh, overly, overly emphasizes one thing about the film. And you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong because I believe that Red Shirt Pictures worked on the features for this one. I'll stop you um, before no, you no. get going. Is Ghoulies. The Ghoulie coming out of the mm. toilet. No, I, actually, I did not work so, on that Okay, one. that's great. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Ghoulie coming out of the toilet um, and for that poster, um, it caused a lot of controversy. Oh, yeah. It, it caused a lot of controversy. Like, parents were complaining that they were in the middle of potty training their kids and their kids saw that poster of the theater <laughs> and now like their kids won't go near the toilet. So Charlie Band was going to pull the ad campaign and I think it was his his uh, his agent or someone said, no, absolutely not. This is selling <laughs> the movie. Working. It's working. People are paying yeah, attention. Yeah. And I think, I could be wrong and anyone can correct me if it was, but I think they specifically shot that one shot of the ghoulie popping out of the toilet right. they put in the trailer and put it into the movie just because of the poster. And because in part two, they obviously work it into the film at some point where the ghoulie finally does get somebody who goes on the toilet. And then in part three, they just come out of it, which I love part three so much. Part three to me. Well, Charlie Band was also famous for coming up with a piece of art and then saying, make a movie based on this art. Well, that's actually funny because if you look at the original painting for ghoulies, it's a young girl standing on a road where there's an old house in the background and the ghoulies are like three feet tall. And she's like standing right. by I'm like, oh, these things are cute and fun because the original plot, my understanding again, it could be fuzzy, was that a girl goes to her grandmother's house for like a, the summer and discovers that her grandmother's some kind of a witch and she accidentally conjures the ghoulies that aren't evil. They're like mischief troublemakers and like, you know, she's basically trying to figure out a way to send them back to where they belong. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the Garbage Pail Kids movie um, in the terms of the plot. But obviously the movie drastically changed to what we ended up with, which was, you know, a little bit of black magic and, you know, a much older person inheriting a house and his father being a warlock and whatever. But, I, you know, the Ghoulies movies are a lot of fun and those those ad campaigns are what stuck out. Yeah, a lot of those... A lot of those critter movies back then, like the, the little tiny gremlins, soft sold what the critter, what the gremlins looked like. Yeah. Uh, ghoulies didn't, but then like critters, there was one poster that just had like a star, a shooting star. Yeah. But then the second poster was like, "Here's your yeah. critter." Right. <laughs> it's like that's we're not we this is him smiling and you're gonna see him in the foot. This is it. This is what you get. The f- it's like yep. That's- the first poster for critters had teeth on the top and the with the moon. Oh yeah, yeah, had, yeah. It had the critters' teeth. And the second poster had the giant critter 
Um, you know, what's funny though, is the poster, the first poster for critters two was that same poster again with the critter holding a big number two, two. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. You know, and the funny thing about the critters movie, no, nope. especially the first one. No, nope. it's the box set. He's about to say we're it. not, we're not doing this. <laughs> Kevin, don't encourage this. What are you doing? Yes, Kevin, encourage me. Encourage me, Kevin. <laughs> don't, don't do it. No, you know what's in critters. <laughs> What? What are you laughing at? Nothing. Uh, critters. Um. Somebody again doing research on this on this piece we're doing tonight. Somebody listed critters as one of the most misleading pieces of artwork because there's the critters aren't oh. that big in the movie. Yeah. And I, well, one of them. Is. And I said, and that's what I said. I'm like, well, one of them does get that big. They're all not that big, but like, really? You know? But I don't know. I mean, Ke- yeah. Kevin was upset about the piranha not being. Um, oh, come on, Triple man. the size. That's, that's, that's a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. That was, that that was, was true. a lie. That's a lie. That was a, that was a lie. I'm sorry, Kevin. I didn't mean to, you know, but yeah. 12-year-old me was wanting to fuck somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy, you know, to think of how, how, many, how many of these executives kind of got people to... Um, to jump on their bandwagon and rent or buy their movie or whatever they were advertising, whether it was falsely advertised or, you know, in the cases where it was properly advertised, which is great. Um, you know, thank God the internet didn't exist back then because I don't think half of these movies would have ever been discussed ever again because everybody would have shot them down immediately going, oh, the cover's lying. No, and the, back, you, you know, know, when we were growing we had to take it on blind faith. Yeah. It was just like diving into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. You know, we'll just, you know, we'll just see if they're lying to us or not. And most of the time we came out okay because if we didn't get the movie we were promised, we ended up getting something that we might have liked for other reasons. Right. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of a... It was kind of a crapshoot. So, I mean, I guess, you know, we could go on about this for hours and hours and hours. But, oh, of uh, course you know, could, yeah. Did- so for, for I, I guess the last thing I would just want to say about this subject, if I had a last word, was that it's fun to see how over the years, you know, the, the approach and salesmanship regarding a lot of these movies hasn't really changed that much. There's still the same amount of misleading crap out mm-hmm. there and the same amount of, we got to gussy up a pig here and figure out how to make people want to see this thing. Right. And then there's still films that come out that people don't marketing departments just look at and go, I don't know how to sell this. Right. So it's still an ongoing challenge. This wasn't something that was, you know, endemic only in the eighties or something like that. This is, continues to happen. Uh, but it did seem to me, it did seem to me that in the eighties, there was a special, a special flavor of bullshit that existed <laughs> when it came to a lot of this stuff. And uh, I do kind of miss that a little bit. Yeah, no, it, it, it's 100% true because with the invention of technology and internet, it's really easy for someone to call out the bullshit, right? Like, it's really easy for someone to find something and go, this is not what you expect it to be. This is not the movie that you're you're going to get. Um, you know, you're getting something completely different. There was one that was recent, 2007. This, this was one that, like, somebody honestly... I, I really feel like somebody should have been sued for it because it wasn't even there wasn't even kind of an, an, an accurate representation of what the movie was. And I, I'm sorry, this is late in the game, but you bringing up the modern stuff made me think of it. Was a movie called Rise of the Dead. Now, mm-hmm. this movie is about a like a baby or something that dies in birth and possesses somebody in the movie. I think or some or someone's possessed, some girl's possessed by the baby. I can't remember. But if you look at the cover and you read the synopsis, 
it's described as a zombie movie. It's it's a, it's yeah. it's a blatant fucking lie. I went to three stores to find this fucking DVD. That's I I was going nuts <laughs> trying to find it when I finally did and got it home. Oh man, was I mad. That was one that was worse <laughs> than Revenge of the Dead because at least the plot of Revenge of the Dead was honest on the back of the box, but Rise of the Dead was a blatant fucking lie. Um but the one thing I will ask you guys before, we, and then we'll start wrapping stuff up because we're, we're, we are getting to that time. Is there anything that you guys saw back in the day that disappointed you because of the artwork that you revisited later and went, you know what? This was really good. This was actually a well-made film. It just wasn't marketed very well. Mm. Mm. I'll go first. Virgin Among the Living Dead. I actually think that that's a pretty decent movie. And I will also say that I think Revenge of the Dead, or Zeter, is a decent Yeah, that film. would have been my choice as well, because I caught it later when it came out on Blu-ray. and uh, Or DVD, one of the two, back when it, and it was a release where they actually called it Zeter. Yep. And they didn't, they didn't try to hide under the revenge. And I gave it another shot. And it's like, no, I like this. It's very moody. And it's got a very interesting attitude. And I like some of the performances in it. And I like the fact that it, it was much more of a... It harkened back to sort of like the films of the 40s and 50s where you didn't see much of anything. Mm -hmm. And it, was, it kind of reminded me of a Jacques Tenor film or something along the lines of Cat People or something like that. And yet it had a very European flavor to it. So I liked it. I liked the fact that it was um, much more of a, you know, not tell but don't show. And I kind of liked that yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I actually, that was a film where it's just like, you know, shit, I would have liked to have embraced this movie earlier but I got Revenge of the Deaded, and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. And I felt, I felt bad that I kind of uh, dismissed that movie for so many years because of a wrote it grotesquely off, yeah. misleading art ad campaign. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, just talk, us talking about doing this episode right here, somebody mentioned Mutant. I can't remember which. Uh, oh, I yeah. did. Oh, yeah. I mentioned Mutant, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, before. And, and I watched I it, about that. Uh, you know, I hadn't seen that movie in so long, and I don't believe I liked it when I because of the misleading artwork. But I watched it mm -hmm. like last weekend, and I mean, it's I like it now. I mean, I don't love it, but I I like it. It was a pretty good movie. So that made it's me, a fun little zombie yeah. movie, and it, it it's pretty moody. It, that made me that conversation made me go check it out again, and I appreciate it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I forgot all about that. How did I? That was one of my picks too, yeah. and I completely spaced on it. Thank. Thank you. No, that that is one that I'm like, why did they? Because it's like zombies were kind of in. Mm -hmm. You guys could have marketed this as a zombie movie, and people probably still would have seen it. But they made it seem like an alien. Of a hundred percent, everything. Yeah. You look at the VHS, the, the theatrical poster. You think it's a rip off of Alien, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And the original title of that was Night Shadows. It wasn't even Mutant, and they changed it, yeah. which was confusing because there was another movie by. Oh God! Is it Roger Corman? I can't remember. Who also called Mutant that came out the same year, so, right? Which was an Alien ripoff. It was called Forbidden Ruff, Forbidden for, World. For, forbidden World. Yeah, yeah, and it was like so. P There's actually a DVD of Mutant that uses an image from Forbidden World, but it's actually the <laughs> 1984 like Night Shadows movie. And I'm like, okay, oh, stop confusing. This me. is just messing with everybody. Uh, but yeah, Mutant is a is a good example. That one was just sorely, but. I've had a lot of people tell me after telling the yeah, same thing with Kevin, just watch the movie. Don't expect aliens. It's a zombie movie through and through. But the, um, that scene in the school when the girl goes to get the kid and all the kids are zombies yeah. and they kill the kid. 
It's like, this is yeah. 84, and you just brutally murdered a kid right in front of everybody? It's kind yeah, of ballsy. Yeah. You know, by other yeah. children. It's like, this is okay. Yeah. You guys you guys got my attention. And it, I do. I think it's a great little movie that, you know, demands a better audience, I think. It, it really, that's one of the ones I think deserves to be seen by more people. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to champion that movie every chance I get now. Yeah. I'm actually going to watch it tonight. <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I revisited it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah. What about you, Peter? You know, I can't think of any movie that I've really changed my opinion on. Usually if I hate something or like it, it's pretty much sticks. I don't <laughs> think I've really reassessed anything. Well, no. Peter, aren't you just a ray of sunshine? <laughs> yeah, you're great, Peter. That's, yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, I'm trying to th- I can't think of Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movies you know, that I like that had bad posters. Or so we're going to hold new auditions for a new Peter Bracky. <laughs> um, this poster... Yeah. Falsely misrepresented the movie, and I've been pissed at it ever since. <laughs> Thirty years ago, I still remember the day, and I'm still mad. Well, I, I still hate screamers. Yeah, I st- it still sucks. Yeah. There's still no person turned inside out. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Maybe you should watch yeah. it as Island of the Fishmen because I think that yeah. version is yeah, also no, no, you don't, you don't I need would, to do yeah. that. You really, that's not not necessary. Not, that's not gonna. I, I don't think that's something gonna make him think that that movie's brilliant. <laughs> I really don't. It's, yeah. it's not mm. one of my. It's not one of the top tier Martino films in my opinion. Mm. But hey, mileage varies. Yeah. You know, it's true. It's very true. Um, all right. So, what do you think? You think you, we think we can wrap this one up here? Yeah. I think so. I mean, for a second episode, I think we've done really well, and I hope people have enjoyed this because Lord knows we've enjoyed going back down memory lane and really taking a lot of people to task for their shitty, misleading covers <laughs> and bad retitlings and uh, otherwise uh, horrible repackagings over the years. And I hope those people are all currently roasting in hell somewhere. Yeah. So <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, I, I'm, my name is Michael Felcher, again from Detroit, Michigan. And I am Chris McEwen from Lakeville, Massachusetts. You've still never heard of it. It's fine. Mm. Uh, I'm Peter Brackey uh, from Los Angeles. I would just like to tell everyone to please go to Yelp and give Richard pictures of Adam. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and I'm Kevin Ellis from Gaffney, South Carolina. And I hope you enjoyed episode two. Yeah. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thank See you. you at the next one. All right. Stay Peace. spooky, everyone. Yeah.